You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. time here and we are back with another episode of the cinnamon and sugar podcast fellas 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 you know michael jordan's got the flu game and now lebron james has the eye poke game that's the stuff that legends are made of oh my god (laughs) i could have done without hearing that nonsense i could have definitely (laughs) totally done without hearing that it is unbelievable that you would even the f- kick the podcast off by saying something like that. I mean, the standom he has is I, ridiculous. Unbelievable. Standom. <laughs> unbelievable. Let's not even address that, Gary. Let's just let's get into it, bro. How was your weekend, Gary? Because so, we obviously, Tom woke up this morning and chose violence. So we're not going, <laughs> we ain't doing that. So we actually, uh, I had my spring game. So we coached all spring and uh, we won 21 nothing. So uh, we're starting off on the right foot. I did have some coaches comment about the way D's been bad mouthing the team. Uh, <laughs> they said if he keeps talking bad about the team, they're going to come have some words with him. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'll be one of the very few games you would have won too. <laughs> so uh, no, that's great, man. Twenty-one zero. You got to give us some stats on the other team so we'll know how to like place this victory. Like did this. Did this team also go zero and zero last year? No, I mean, so last zero. year they went six and four. They were in the playoffs last year. Okay, all right. So, uh, so you're a playoff team twenty one zero. Yeah, but now they so they're they're a team that they're sort of like we are. We don't have a lot of kids. Like they have forty kids on their team. I think we might have forty five. So like it, it was just a battle of like teams that don't have a ton of players. Like we don't a lot of players from ours area get poked from other schools because there's so many schools around us and they've opened up, so many up, schools. You, are you telling me they recruit in florida gear i don't believe that schools do recruit everywhere it's ridiculous we do not but other schools do recruit wow <laughs> that's why y'all terrible because y'all don't know how to recruiting's illegal in high school football that's and it's still happens. until you get caught gear correct that's what i don't think what the hell are you on the team for if you're not gonna bring recruits in if you ain't cheating you ain't no, trying i'm just that's I, what i'm I, saying i'm here if to help not, the kids i'm here I, to help yeah, the kids help better kids come play for your institution we got therefore it. making you better get more booster money we got the kids do y'all y'all didn't have the kids hey, last hey, year what all of a sudden they just got there this year all of our kids last year were freshmen and sophomores and juniors we lost two seniors basically that played everybody else is back Gary, if you were, if you were ex nfl player and you come back home to coach if you're not using you being an nfl player and a coach and going to that school to recruit other people you're doing the program an injustice don't cheat i don't cheat sorry you, it's not cheating that's if you're cheating. trying. No, that's yeah. trying. There's it's different cheating words. if you get caught, not if you, not the trying. If you get caught, okay. it's cheating. We well, will not y'all, cheat. Keep, y'all keep them no win seasons. Hey, hey, going with know. Why everybody 20, 20 else is winning? That's all nothing. I'm saying. Yeah, that's an exhibition game. That don't go on your record. You still zero and zero. It, it, it's the right start for the kids. The kids are excited going into the summer workouts and be ready to go in fall. Yeah. But, okay. D, we're going to have to check that game film and see if there was an 85 out there running around. For one, I would never be 85. So <laughs> That's true. True. So, 
So many questions. I have so many questions. So you won this game 21-0. Did their starters play? Yes. What what was the what was the dynamic of the game? Like they only they starters only played one quarter, or no, did their starters both, play the both entire game? Starters played the first half. What was the score at the end of the first half? Twenty-one nothing. Okay. All right. I know you're trying to get us. I know. I see what you're trying no, to do. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to make sure that we all talking the same thing. We I just are. want to make sure our listeners out there hear what it is that you was doing. So was there anything that you did that you can accredit your coaching ability to that changed the program from last year to this year? You see what I'm asking here? There's not. I don't think there's anything I personally do. It's just the coaches in general, the players buying in and wanting to do more. That's about it. Okay, Gary. Okay, we hear this buying in all the time. I, I, I what does this truly mean in buying in? Because we say we started like we when we had losing seasons. What's the difference between a losing season and somebody going to the Super Bowl or going to play in those big games? Because people say it all the time. Like, what is buying? Like, how do you explain to somebody that's never played the game buying in? To me, the easiest way to do it is when you don't have to rely on coaches to hold the players accountable. The players hold each other accountable. To me, when you have the players are holding each other accountable and they're expecting perfection from the other players and it's not the coaches having to do it, that to me is when you have changed everything because now you're not having to just rely on coaching. Now the players can make sure everybody's getting motivating each other, and I think the player accountability is what make, separates it. Okay. Look at you, Gary. That's what I'm and talking talent. about. And talent. Well, yes. obviously you got to have some talent, <laughs> correct? But right. hey, I'm I'm just saying I've started as a a as a second tight end as a 215 pound tight end, at so blocking Trent Cole, one of the sack leaders in NCAA at 280. So he was definitely more talented than I was at that age. But I just had technique, and I was able to get in his way long enough for our running back to get by. <laughs> oh shit! Did he just call out Trent Cole? He just no, called I'm him saying, out. I'm saying I, I did my job of getting in his way. You I'm not just, saying is that not I'm like a light more flex talented time? than I was. I was, that he light, was, more was that a light talented flex? Like, yeah, I put him on his ass. I blocked him. I didn't do that. Yeah. I did it's not like, put him on his ass. I know that. <laughs> speaking of speaking I, of Gary and his athletic ability, I just want to say this. Our poll that we had for whether or not Gary would be able to run under a four eight still, uh, it came back twenty percent. Thought that Gary would be able to do it, and eighty percent said, "Hell no, I'll get the stretcher." So, so, so you interviewed you and D'Angelo? <laughs> no, nah, first myself? of all, bro, I'm <laughs> letting you know right now. You better sit your ass on the couch and stay on the couch. Man. I can't wait to go wrong. Getting out here, try to run this forty, man. You ain't did shit in three years, Cannot bro. Cannot wait. You're to going to go wrong, bro. And then if you prove us wrong, then what? I mean, if you prove us right, then what? I just now nah, hold that over y'all. Oh, I couldn't do that. I did all this after four years of doing nothing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can't ever question anything I do now, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you, Gary, you're like the drunk uncle, like oh, Uncle Rico, man. I'm, Uncle Rico, I'm, 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 I'm Uncle Rico, Gary. You I'm Uncle just, Rico. You always say you better better hope that you go, I go before you, Gary. I'm gonna say the same thing. You better hope I don't run under a four eight because if I do, <laughs> boy, there could be hell to pay for you. <laughs> Y'all can't say anything to me ever again. I'm gonna be 65. Right. I could still run a four eight. Y'all can't question me. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I, think, I, think, you're right. I think one of us needs to be on the premises to make sure that there's I a, we definitely a gonna proper be 40. So what I've already figured out how I'm going to do it. So when I actually do it, I'm going to race somebody because I, I definitely will run faster racing. Oh, is that what you tried? Right. I gotta get every benefit I can. <laughs> oh, so what, you, what you're telling me is what you're telling me, Gary, is you're gonna do a competition amongst your football team to see who the fastest on the team is and give them an opportunity to race a former pro football player. Correct. Live. I'm gonna give them that opportunity and then I'm gonna smoke them. And then they can't say anything either. And I think say, Oh, you still got it. Yes, I do. <laughs> no, no. Nobody's gonna say that, Gary. <laughs> Nobody's gonna say you still got it. If that's what you're looking right, for, but, don't even get out there. Don't even get out hey, there. D, do this D, notice, notice how he's talking about when I do it. Is he is he sneakily training in the I, back? Wait, no, no better than that. Y'all should no, know I'm better than that. If if I don't if I know anything about Gary, Gary's not finna put forth the effort to do any of that shit. <laughs> None of that. You, I, I don't do that work at all. If you, for a shadow of a doubt, if y'all think out there listening. That Gary's like, oh, let me sneak in and work out here or work out there. You are sadly mistaken. Okay. <laughs> the thought of that nauseates Gary. So you don't have to worry about that. He will not cheat. You will get the pure form. Like when he get out there, if he does run the four eight, it's gonna be impressive as hell. I don't know what Michael Vick did in his his free time, but I know a hundred percent what Gary's done in his. Not a damn thing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I can vouch for this. Like, yeah, he 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 gonna have a lot going on. So when he does run it, that's why I'm so worried about him because again, he hadn't did anything in four years. And four years ago, when he was doing something, he was doing the bare minimum. So to, uh -huh. to find out now that he's not doing anything, oh, there's no way. <laughs> he gonna blow both groins, he gonna pull both hamstrings, and both his it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be a damn. It's hey, he gonna need help. I feel the confidence is resonating from both of y'all. Right. That's that's thing is like we want to be friends and support you, Gary, but we ain't gonna support you in hurting yourself like this. But you support we support you with your LeBron fandom, so <laughs> <laughs> do you or do you support me continuing to come on here and rant about LeBron because of y'all? <laughs> the latter, the, the latter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So, so this team? is what I did. Oh, so this is what I did this weekend. So I went on a bike ride. Uh, it was a beautiful bike ride too, man. Did it you was, wreck? No, I did. damn, um, Gary. I'm just making sure you've that, got. This is like your it's odds not like very hockey, good. Bro. I damn! I've ridden a hundred times. Hey, I have two. Only tell us every once in a while, so we don't oh, know. Boy, I, we man. heard what your trainer said on the roast. You you ride sometimes in air quotes. See, he's a hater. He's a hater. That's what yeah. it is. That, yeah, I was. That was national hate on D'Angelo Williams Day. That wasn't my birthday. That's what that was. <laughs> so I get y'all fully disguise it. I'm just letting you know, we, we went for a beautiful ride here. This is something that you've probably never, you've never felt the wind on your face from a nice cycling ride. Oh, ever no, having. from roller coasters I have, though. <laughs> <laughs> or from my golf cart I have. <laughs> where you're powering the wheels, though, Gary, where you getting oh. to work in. Well, I do yeah. when, I, when I'm riding a, a jet ski or four wheel, I got to push the gas. I hate you, Gary. I hate you. <laughs> this is this is how I know he's not sneaking in workouts. 
because he don't uh, want to get on a damn bike. Yeah. So, so we did a we did a bike ride, and after we did a bike ride, we was having uh, a dinner at our friend's house. This is gonna really throw us into some interesting conversation, but I'm gonna say it. So he's one of our Latino uh, riders and one of our homeboys, and his wife is like fully Latino, so she was gonna cook a Latino meal for us. And we was like, oh, this is going to be dope because we always say like, hey, you know, we're going to get Mexican. And they always be like, that's not real Mexican food. And I'm like, well, I mean, Mexican people cooking. I I don't know what real Mexican food is versus what what is a real Mexican food. So he was like, hey, you know, come over to the house. We're going to show you. And I'm like, oh, OK, I, I'm cool with that. I don't have a problem, you know. Um, and then he goes do you eat Mexican food? And I was like, bro, we just had a whole conversation about it. Obviously, I eat it. Um, so we got there, and uh, we had a good time, and he introduced us to Descada. Have anybody ever had Descada before? I have not. Never, right? So, so he, we, we had meat Descada, and it was, it was comprised of every part of the, the pig you could think of, like grounded up pretty much into like like a taco meat kind of but you put it on tortillas and and you eat it It was really good bro we was mixing it with salad and everything but it was absolutely phenomenal and he goes this is real mexican food and i start thinking to myself if they would have offered me discada at this restaurant and i would have eaten it would it have tasted better than what people call homemade because look I, i know for a fact i got box taste buds I do. 100%. <laughs> stuff from a box seemed to taste better uh, depending on how it's made, I guess, if you will. And I know I got box taste buds, but I, I, I'm asking you guys if there's something like like Gary. He really loves a Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, 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 I, I, I don't know why he, he get that sauce, but there's a million other uh, recipes out there that are homemade that could be better. But you could taste them and be like, oh, this is trash. Why is that? So, Because if homemade is supposed to be better, then why we got industry taste buds, I guess, if you will. I think the homemade is just better for you usually because they pump preservatives into the other stuff, which makes it give, gives it a better flavor, a better taste or whatever, supposedly, because you're used to eating that type of stuff because they pump the preservatives and everything. Yeah, I think I think what it is is our taste buds are so used to certain things that it's almost hard for us to, you know, when something is fresh or, uh, you know, tastes like it should, we're used to the artificial taste that we've been used to because that's all we've known. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, w- I went over there. And I'm looking for the queso. I'm like, shoot, this queso about to be bomb. Yeah. Where they don't do queso. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, what? She was like, yeah, like it's salsa is what what they normally dip it in, not queso. That's an American thing. Well, hey, well, that, that's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> Correct. I love cheese. I, that's what I was like. Man, that's that's the first thing I walked in. I was like, man, I know this queso about to be bumping. And she was like, where you going to get some queso from? I said, hell, here I thought. <laughs> that's the main course, pretty much. 
You know, especially you, when you come in hungry. Right. Have you ever had the uh, flamiato? It's it's uh, like it's it's cheese, but it's been melted to where it's like it's not really queso, but it's like melted cheese, and usually might have like some chorizo or something in it, and you put it on uh, tortillas. I remember the first time because it says like the restaurant I went to it says queso flamiato. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna get this, and so like they bring it out, and I, at first I couldn't really tell it wasn't normal queso, so I went and tried to like dip my chip in it, and it like broke. I was like, what kind of queso is this? And I realized it's a different form that they have that uh, it's, it's, it's pretty much like cheese has been melted down, but it's not like sauce cheese, and then you spread uh, the cheese onto I'm, the tortillas. I'm just saying, I don't know, I don't know if everybody else that's listening to this feels the same way, but. I want Mexican tonight for dinner. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the fact y'all keep talking about it makes me want it. Like I want queso now. I want I want Mexican food tonight for dinner. So I'm thinking I'm gonna have it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so because so, I just actually went to a, a Mexican restaurant and they I paid with Safe Moon, and so that was pretty oh, interesting. That's a good one. So, I didn't know they started taking Safe Moon yet. Yeah, it's crazy. That's good. It's getting adopted. Out there. Here you come with these cheap plugs. You come with these cheap safe moon plugs. Okay. So we got so to say is, it. it. Exactly. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. This place is terrible here. It's terrible. But this this brought me to my next question. So how do you how do you say that without offending anybody? Uh you don't say what? Like I like Mexican food, like what? What type? What is it called? What kind of food is it called? Mexican food. <laughs> well, I guess there's different kinds. It depends on like what. Uh, you see what you see what I'm seeing here, Tom? Like so, how do you accept Mexican food? But then there's also different types of Latin what? food. Yeah, there's right. different. So what's like, the what's the correct way of saying that without offending somebody? In- that was the quick that see i set y'all up because this is exactly how i felt i did everything y'all just did and then i was like oh shit i could have been offensive as hell and didn't even know it well like what's they, the correct did that's what, what, I said what did they call it what did they call it well I, they didn't really call it anything because it's their like soul food as it relates to black people you wouldn't say like hey man let me get some of that soul food you would be like hey let you do it all the time to me. You're like, I'm going to take you to this soul food restaurant. Yeah, you say it all the time to me. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Dan, so would, you prefer us, would you prefer us say we can't wait for you to take us to get black people food? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, how do you, <laughs> how do you, how do right. you say that without offending something? Like Chinese food. Like, hey man, let's go get some Chinese food. Like I've been saying that for years. That's yeah, what I, I thought it was called. I don't think that is offensive, though. Like, I don't know how you can, how you would think that's offensive, just because it's what it is. Like that's the type of food. Like we can't be like, hey, let's go get uh, tacos and something. I guess you could say let's go get tacos, but that doesn't mean that's not <laughs> everything. What if I want to go get enchiladas or I want a tostada or something right. like that or an empanada? Like there's all these different things. Like you're just going to start naming off about... everything you want to get. You're talking about a region uh versus like a people group so maybe it's like that's why it feels different when you say chinese food it's just like overseas like if you go to europe they call our food american food like they have american food restaurants okay all right so so mexican is so mexican is a a a pretty good like i can use that that's i would say yes use that when you're when you're describing food yes 
Okay. Right. But it depends because the same thing though is like, what if you're getting a certain type of food that's not Mexican food, but it's like from a Latin country? But, then but I also feel like they would tell you that. They might be saying, hey, this is right. what we call this instead. Exactly. Okay. I, I just wanted, to, I was just trying to be respectful. I, I didn't know it because it hit me and I was like, ooh. Just like Tom just said, if they would have been like, yeah, man, take me to give me some black people food. Like, I'm going to have to accept that. I'm going to have to accept that because I just technically just call their food Mexican or Chinese. Is, yeah, it's a, like, like when you say soul food, like there are restaurants that are soul food restaurants. Like if I said I want to go try this soul food restaurant, you what, that's what it is. Like what else am I supposed to call it? That's what, what right. it is. Like let's let's go get some Jamaican food. Like I mean, like you see what I'm saying? Like well, it's they just, have Bob Marley's. We had that Bob Marley restaurant. We always go to at Disney. I, I, I'm not saying that they don't exist. I'm saying, I know, I saying how like you... it's, it's, I would think that's a widely accepted to call by if when you're in relation to food. I think it's widely accepted to call it what it is. It's the, that's what okay. the type of food it uh, is. Uh, okay. D'Angelo's okay. trying to get us in the cancel culture. Yeah, we've already had those conversations way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just wanted to make sure I, I just wanted to make sure in the event that I wanted to become PC, I knew I was trending in the right direction. We know that's not happening, so <laughs> yeah. don't, even, don't even act like that's a, a possibility. I about to say uh, what sponsor what sponsor are you trying to tell to listen to the show this week? So you're trying no, to button it no. up for <laughs> that's nothing at all. But we, we went to the we went to the, the dinner. It was absolutely amazing, man. Uh, couldn't complain at all. The salsa was absolutely amazing. The discada, uh, and you know, we were leaving there, and I was like, "Man, you know, that's that's pretty cool. You know, you can go hang out with friends." Did you get a dessert? Yeah, I don't. What want to kind talk of dessert about. was? It? No, I'm saying, what kind of dessert do they make? Because I'd, I'd be interested. Because the only thing I know. <laughs> no, is this is no, 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 no. We didn't get dessert from. <laughs> oh, you went and got dessert afterwards. Got it. You went and got ice cream afterwards. You didn't eat their dessert that they make. Got it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not. That's not what happened. So they didn't make dessert, and I, I feel like I have to define who they is because I, you can get lost. This, this can all can get lost in translation. So Tom brought a cake, a chocolate cake. He's a baker. And then David, he brought um, like a cake, like a strawberry pie cake, which was good. It was really good. I was impressed. I was like, dude, both of the guys bake, but I don't know exactly what their go-to dessert is in Latin America. I don't I don't know. I, I, I wish I would have tried, but I'm assuming, and this is just me assuming, that it's some sort of like tortilla, because that's usually what I get at the Mexican restaurant. The tortilla thing with the strawberry drizzle and the whipped cream, I'd be ready for those because they fire. Or it's churros. So, I mean, Flan. I, I, don't, I don't know much after that. Yeah. Flan and Trace Le Chase. Okay. Well, I, like, I don't like Flan, Flan though. Yeah, I'm not a huge Flan fan, but I love the Trace Leches cakes. Yeah. Those are delicious. Uh, but it was it was absolutely amazing, man. That's pretty much all I did this weekend. I, I mean, the kids swam. Uh, I sat underneath the the patio in the shade and watched them swim. Why didn't you swim with them? I mean, what does that mean, Gary? Well, I'm just saying because you know, if I would have been there, you would have had me in the pool with them. So why weren't <laughs> you up. in the pool no, with them? I felt like you. Was Attacking me as if I didn't know how to swim. I know you know how to swim. I've swam with oh, you. <laughs> okay. Well, you always throw the, the joke out there. Black people can't swim. 
So oh, I just want to wow. make sure the listeners out there know that I can swim. I already you know, know you can swim, sir. Gary got to address how he said that later if y'all want him to, but I'm just letting you know he said it. <laughs> I didn't ever say that. <laughs> Good try, though. Uh, <laughs> what we got, Tom? So uh, I had one that I wanted to bring up to you guys that I know you guys are going to probably be excited to jump on. Hold, hold but, on, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, Tom. Hold on, Tom. Can I, can I say my first? Can I talk about my first? You just asked him what he wanted to talk right? about, and then you just interrupted. I, I, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know he really had something to talk I, I about. I guess this right. is the D'Angelo Williams show. Right. No, oh. nah, I really got I got this question, man. I want to talk about Kwame Brown. Can we talk about Kwame Brown? Go ahead. <laughs> we'll just let him take over the podcast again, I guess. <laughs> no, I want to I want to hear I want to hear y'all thoughts on Kwame Brown because I, I think Jalen Rose. Let me start on. Let's, let's start this on. Hey, it's your boy Tom here, and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon Podcast. Let's hear what oh, we have to yeah, I, like I like the Cinnamon Podcast. Oh, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. Nope, go ahead. Nope, What's your got it. Go ahead. Let's go, go here. Ahead Kwame Brown. What we got? No, we got no, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. The first one I was going to go to, we will, we will parlay it into your Kwame Brown question because they can. They can be easily uh, combined. So, the LeBron James I'm stuff. As mute, far I'm muting time. Uh, let's go ahead and start talking about this Kwame Brown thing now. <laughs> Since time's muted, let's go ahead and talk about. I knew if he was going to say LeBron James, I was going to mute him. So no, let's go no, ahead. No, no. It's about listen, damn time. You muted, sir. You cannot. No, 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 you muted. You cannot. You muted. Uh, uh, uh. You muted, Tom. No, no, no. No, mute that shit. No, uh, uh. Let me finish real quick. You can finish it afterwards. It's you can finish it later. You got he, muted, bro. That's about the fact that he is. You are muted. <laughs> All right. There we go. He is <laughs> muted, guys. We muted him. He, he has muted. to wait until we muted. talk about Kwame Brown first, and then he can bring his up. Oh, my gosh. He's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> he loves LeBron James or something. Oh, he likes Dude is so he need to stop that. He really need to chill. But all right, so Kwame Brown over the the weekend and and through some parts of the week, he was getting into it with certain players and certain analysts at uh, ESPN and these different uh, media sites. Well, he was having a conversation with Stephen A. Smith, uh, Jalen Rose was about things that he had said about Kwame Brown. He called Kwame Brown trash. So Kwame Brown responded by saying, "Yeah, you know." Uh, I held a spot down for 10 years uh, and just backlash at Stephen A. Tell me, hey, you can meet me outside. And Stephen was like, why was he so mad? This was Jalen Rose's response, and I really like the fact that he responded this way. He said that, who are you comparing Kwame Brown to? If you're comparing him to the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryans, the LeBron James, then yes, he's trash. But if you're comparing him to everybody in the NBA, then he's not. He said, whenever you step outside of yourself, and give you your opinion and not your professional opinion, then you ta- you attacking the man. But you attacking the man not from a professional standpoint, but from a man to man. So therefore, he returned back and questioned you as a man. So I, I thought it was interesting that Jalen Rose said that because again, if you could co- you compare Kwame Brown to anybody that's not in the NBA, he's light years in front of them. But if you compare him to the up upper echelon of guys. Then obviously there's a there's a there's a big difference there. My question is, do you agree with Jalen Rose or you just like, man, trash is trash. It doesn't matter where you are. 
So I say unmute time and let him start it off. Oh, look at that. I appreciate All right, you, you guys unmuting me. <laughs> uh, you're going to be very disappointed that you wasted your mute once I finally finished my question I was going to ask you guys. But on the no, Kwame Brown situation, so on the Kwame Brown situation, um, I just think it's silly that someone that never played in the NBA or on that level was never good enough to make it that level could say that somebody that made it there is trash because obviously – Yes, comparatively to other NBA players, he did not pan out well, but he still made it to that level. So, I mean, if, if Stephen A. has the right to speak his opinion as far as, you know, that's what we all, we all have opinions, and that's what he does. He's, he's known for giving his opinion in strong stances. But Kwame Brown has every right to react the way he did because, hey, if you want to talk about me, you know, it's like, what did you do? Like, what? <laughs> You 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 are you're you're probably not very good at basketball. So why are you calling me trash? And like, as to the percentage of people that can play basketball as well as Kwame Brown could or does now, it's a very small percentage of people in this world. So comparatively to everyone in this world, Kwame Brown is an elite basketball player. Compared to other NBA players, yeah, he might be on the trash end of it, but still, it's like he is. He was good enough to be drafted. Uh, you know, I think it was number one overall. Um, and then, yes, his career did not pan out very well. But, you know, obviously that is still a high level of basketball talent. What about you, Gary? Well, I think the biggest thing is it's the same thing we do with all draft picks, especially if you're a first pick. They expect you to come in and be a superstar, be the best of the best. They want you to be the next Wilt, the next Shaq, the next Jordan. And same with football. They want you to be the next Peyton Manning. They want you to be the next Tom Brady, all that kind of stuff. It just it doesn't work out that way for everybody. And I think we put these high expectations on picks like that, and then you expect them to do it. When they don't, you just consider them trash or a bust, and not all of them are. If Kwame would have been a late first-round pick, then you wouldn't. nobody would be questioning it. Nobody would be saying, oh, he was trash and all that kind of stuff. But because he was the number one pick, people want to jump to that conclusion because of that. He was a serviceable, serviceable player. He played well for a couple seasons. He had a couple down years. That's what happens with players. It happens all the time in all sports. And I agree. What if? How do you think Stephen A. would react if people called him out? How terrible he is, like as a comment, like per person like that. You think he would get upset? I think he would too. Like he would say he won't, but I guarantee he would in himself. He would feel like a certain type of way, just because. That's his livelihood. That's what Kwame Brown's livelihood was. Just like it happens all the time. Uh, tons of people comment on players' abilities that never play the sports. It happens all the time in football, too. Nobody's ever played it. That's why I've always been a proponent. Like when you have scouts and stuff like that, scout players and stuff like that. Half the scouts have never played the sport. But they're telling you how good this talent can be. Blows my mind how that has become a norm in all sports. You can never have played the sport, but somehow you know more about a player than people that I've actually played it. It just blows my mind, but I think uh, Jalen Rose's response was great. I think that's the right way to go about it because I don't think he. Yeah, if you want to compare him to Jordan or Wilt or Shaq, because it's that's the type of position was Jordan or is uh, Shaq and well, yeah, he's not on their level, but uh, definitely he's definitely better than uh, George Mirasan. Like I mean, George Mirasan wasn't trash. But, like, George Mirasan didn't have a great career, high expectations because he was 7'7", seven, seven, all that kind of stuff. But, like, it happens. Uh, and I think if, it was, if he wasn't – it was all because of the, the 
the expectations we put on the first pick or the first five picks in the draft, you expect them all to be superstars. And that rarely happens. Okay. All right. Just, right. just, real, just real quick because we're talking about basketball and Kwame Brown. Is Carmelo Anthony a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Easy. So, okay, now you got your question time. Go to your stupid question. <laughs> well, you know, we'll parlay it like this. It's obvious that Kwame Brown's the number one that failed to live up to the hype. Not everybody can be like LeBron James and surpass the hype that you have coming in. But my question about you guys, and this is what I was saying, you shouldn't have muted me because I wasn't even about to go on a LeBron James lover rant. But the fact that he is not going to have to sit out because of the NBA health and safety protocols as other players, even his own teammate Dennis Schroeder had to sit out, uh, what's your feelings on that? I mean, obviously LeBron is kind of a, a big name, and they're about to start the playoffs. And- Bullshit. That's so, how so, we feel about so, it. Hold, no, 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 no. I want to hear Time's opinion first and then let us go. Yeah. So here, I haven't, I read an article about it, but I don't have all, because even the article didn't have all the full details. They mentioned that what, LeBron. What details do you need? What details do well, you need, Ty? Well, like as far as like LeBron and his NBA people reached, reached out to the NBA and told them about the events. And the NBA decided that the event did not raise to the levels of, uh, the, the event did not cause health and safety concerns. And that's why they are not uh, holding LeBron out. So, to me, if LeBron reached out to the NBA and, and said, hey, this is an event I'm going to, what do we need to do? And the NBA didn't say anything about it then. Now, you can't really say anything about it now. <laughs> so, but we can because the only reason the NBA is not doing it is because it's LeBron James and the playoffs are starting. If it was regular season, I guarantee you they would have been fine with him doing it. But because it's the playoffs and it's LeBron James, they're not going to do it because he is a cash cow for them to make money and have viewers watching the game. So why would they do that and have him not miss two games in the playoff and possibly could they could fall where they get eliminated type of stuff? Like, why would they want to risk that? That's money that's out of their pocket. So in the NBA's mind, they're like, of course, you're good, LeBron. You're the golden child. We're not going to let you get away with everything. We don't care. We're going we're, we're gonna to make sure these other guys, though, during the season, they're definitely missing it. I think if it was during the season, they would have done it for LeBron. But because it's the playoffs, they decided we're not going to risk that for the playoffs because he is a big market, a big key player for our NBA. So we need to have eyes on him, and we, it gets more eyes on the games. So one of the NBA players were, had to sit out a game for going back to visit his family. I think, am I correct? Or am I, I don't know. I, am I wrong? Well, this is under the, the notion that one of the players went back just to see his family. Like if you can, okay, LeBron James to go to a party, then you should be able to, okay, one that's going back to see his family versus just suspending him for a game. So I don't understand what you mean by LeBron James can pick up the phone, call a commissioner and say, hey, man, I'm going to this party. Can you check it out, vet him out, make sure I can go? <laughs> right. You know, that ball's just all in itself just to do that. You get what that's I'm okay. saying? Yeah. So at the end of the day, it still boils down to LeBron James being LeBron James. Correct. And I understand what you're saying, Time. Well, if he called and got permission, okay, so be it. But the fact is he shouldn't have gotten the permission from the league because they wouldn't have gave it to the other players. That's the problem people have with it. It's like he's getting the extra benefit because it's the playoffs and because of who it is. If it would have been a 
somebody that's not in the league or somebody that was like a, a 12th man on a team that's not going to play, I guarantee they would have done the same thing. They would have they would have made him not uh, quarantine for five days or something like that. They would have done it because it, it's not LeBron. There's a big difference. And if it was regular well, season, I definitely think they would have too. Tell me what you guys think about this too is I think all of this speaks to just a natural um, easing of how people are taking COVID regulations. One, because of people having their shots and being vaccinated. And two, it's like because it's just becoming more and more accepted that restrictions are less now because because of the man, people being less You know what, Tom? I ain't got time to be listening to this bullshit, man. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Because now you're going to give LeBron James a reason for, like, all no. oh, they lifting restrictions. No. Bro, you no, no, no. you looking for I, any reason. No. You're looking for any reason to <laughs> to, to exonerate uh, LeBron James, bro. It's it's cool. We well, know no, LeBron got the special what, treatment because he's LeBron. He got the special treatment because he's so, LeBron, bro. So here you go. Kyrie Irving went in January. This is when he went and visited. He had a family event at home. And he, that's, that's what he got. And he got he, he missed five games and had to forfeit his five game con- all of his money for those five games. And the the vaccines were already being shipped around that time, right? I uh, see. I don't even think it was that early. I mean, it might have been, but I don't think like In January. I don't know. Where, he was the player that they was talking about. He went home. Yeah. But the, that's you got to think about where we're at now. Like, uh, you know, they've just but, time, but, if, if you ha- but then you can't because if you have those policies in the league. From the beginning of the season, it doesn't change right. at the end. There's it doesn't thing, change for the certain players. I'm not arguing for LeBron at this point. What I'm saying is they've eased uh, restrictions everywhere so much at this point. Like the other day, I saw a store that was like, we don't require a mask anymore as long as you're fully vaccinated. Uh, and it's like, okay, so anybody can walk up in the store. There's no way to tell who's been vaccinated or not. And you're seeing more and more of that. Like people that are saying, okay, no need to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated. Okay, so the people who aren't getting vaccinations probably weren't wearing masks already to begin with because they probably don't care. And so the people that are fully vaccinated aren't wearing masks. The people who aren't vaccinated are wearing masks. So now it's kind of like just everything's going to go back to normal because of people that did get vaccinated and people that aren't getting vaccinated are just going to, they're going to continue to live life as if they were, you know. So I'm just, just what I'm saying is like what mindset is, is, turning on covid right now to where it's like what, what how are you supposed to know who's been vaccinated how are you supposed to know who should be wearing a mask so, who shouldn't be so are we off the lebron stuff i just want to make sure this is not connected well no it's i'm just it's, it's connected in the sense of i, I, think I know it's connected because you're still trying to exonerate lebron james i know that. No, there's just we, an overall like lessening of the restrictions um and so I'm just like wondering if that mind frame is playing any part of the fact that it's they're not, not playing any part. It's LeBron James, bro. That's you know it. We know it. We all know. It. So, but with the vaccine, I'm glad that you you brought that up because we can really transition to that. And I know Gary hates talking about this, but a lot of people have been saying like up the the entire pandemic, portion of people saying that they didn't want to wear masks. They're not going to wear masks. That finally decided, you know what? I'm going to put this mask on. Now that they have this mask on, we're going into that transition where they're trying to take them off. And they was like, hey, we're doing this too soon. There's going to be a small rash of people or a big rash of people that it'll never be time. Because once you implement something in a community or in the world, it's hard to go back 
you normally have to go forward. Like, you know, at first they was doing like the cloth mask or disposable mask. And then as the pandemic went longer, they got better mask. You know what I'm saying? Like it got better. Now that you're taking them off, they're like, whoa, why are we taking them off so fast? But this is something that we've been asking for for a very long time. So the question is this. When is it the appropriate time to take the mask off of a world that you just put the mask on? Well, look, as somebody that lives in Texas, that the mask mandate was lifted long before, you know, it's kind of like the same as Florida, long before anywhere else. And it went as far as for Biden to call it a Neanderthal move by our uh, government. And our rec- our numbers have never been lower. We had a day the other day where there were no deaths, which is the first time that's happened since they started uh, taking that calculation last March or something. And so, like, for me, it's, like, hard for me to even, like, think about the mask because it's like, okay, we did all this. I know how Texas has been living. People have not been socially distancing because whenever you bring that up, people are like, well, maybe, maybe people in Texas have just been uh, – doing other precautions no no they have not I, you guys know i work at a nightclub and as soon as those masks were lifted even before then you know we ha- we had to work so hard to go around and police people to keep their mask on whenever we were allowed to be open but with the restrictions of having a mask we had to work so hard because the people that were out didn't want to wear a mask so it was just very hard to police so as soon as they took that away everyone here for the most part, not everyone, because obviously there's people that don't, but like for the majority of people that were going out and being out and about, it was like back to normal, business as usual. So the fact that our numbers continue to go down with all that happening, and like even Fauci, he's, he, he had an interview a few weeks back, he's like, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, science doesn't explain it. So it's like, for someone like me that's lived here, it's like, the time to lift the mask mandates has already passed. And this is the, if this is the result, you know what I'm saying? But I understand not everyone is, you know, going to feel that same way. So I'm kind of in the boat of, you know, do what you feel comfortable doing, but I think it's time to get back to back to business. Whenever you see a situation like Texas or Florida, where like the mask mandates have been lifted and they're just continuing to go down. It's just at some point you got to follow the science. Well, I do think, I do think some of it comes down to it should be contrasted with uh, how many of those states have vaccinated because that could be a big number as well. Because if people were vaccinated in those states, then you might not be transmitting to as many people. So it could cause it to go down as well. I think that'd be a good number to figure out because if you find that out and then you find out why it's going down, then and you find <laughs> the, the least amount of of uh vaccinated versus vac- not vaccinated in those states and then which ones are going up and down i think that's the way you'd have to treat it and figure out how things are going there but i wanted to go back real quick because i know i have to because i would be remiss if i didn't uh just for clarification karis lavert the indiana indiana pacers second leading score averaging 20 points a game five days ago was put in covid protocols and had to miss the play-in game for the pacers because of covid protocols so you explain to me why LeBron doesn't. That's my problem. You say they're loosening, but they did it for Karis. Karis had to miss the game. They still won, but I'm just saying. Like, it's, so what, what did he? What did he have to? What did he have to leave for? Uh, he missed. T- he's out ten to fourteen days. He cannot be back. I'm saying, but what did he do? What did he do? I have where not. I haven't found anywhere where it says what he actually did. And they said he did why, not. Why does positive. it matter, Tom? We all know that LeBron James got the special treatment, bro. 
just fucking accept it so we can move on uh, through this podcast, bro. Come on. You holding our listeners holding us hostage, bro. No, it could be a different situation that maybe it wasn't a league approved or he didn't See, let them it know. Doesn't he matter. To me, it doesn't matter if it's league approved. It's only league approved because it was LeBron James. That's the okay. reason why can, I was can, can we talk basketball since we're here? Let's talk basketball. Tom's not going to let us do anything else. So let's just fucking talk basketball. I think the greatest team in the NBA this year is the New York Nets. Uh, Who's the New York Nets? Uh, only because they have – I said the New York Nets. Who's the New York Nets? I, I'm not calling them the Brooklyn Nets because it's in New okay. York. It's, in, it's still in New York. <laughs> still in New York. The New York Nets, Okay. Well, anyway, I, I was watching them play the other day, and it was unbelievable. I, I don't think that there's another team, and I only brought this up because there's a LeBron James lover in this particular podcast that even he, knowing that that's the strongest team, they played together for the first time in a very long time because of this, uh, I'm going to sit out and I'm going to rest. So they all well-rested as hell. I, I don't see anybody beating them. And the best of seven, bro, with all of them guys healthy. I mean, they're front five, just the five. You know, you got uh, James Harden and uh, uh, Kyrie running the point. You got KD. You got uh, uh, – man, they got a squad. And then Ben, like, they got a squad. Yeah, I, I don't foresee them getting beaten. I think they should be the odds on favorite to win it all. I know time's going to say Lakers, but Lakers struggled with a Steph Curry only Warriors team. Okay. <laughs> Literally he, just Steph Curry. Struggle, we struggle. We str- we struggle with a Steph Curry only team, I, I and he's that. arguably the best player in the NBA this year. But you, so but let's just make sure. But you're also not expected to win at all. The Lakers are. There's a big difference. Um, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You're expected to win it all. The Grizzlies right. are not. I'm sorry. Right. So, but they struggled but, versus just Steph Curry. You're fucking. But we do understand that LeBron, LeBron. I don't want to hear this. Coming back, he was just coming back from an injury. Want to hear? And it. It, you like if you look, watch that game, I don't know if you, you probably didn't because you don't watch basketball. But right. the the Lakers, like AD, LeBron, and Schroeder, were like a combined. They had made a combined five or six shots in the first half. Correct. If they if they if they just have their normal first half shooters. They would have been blowing out the Warriors. So I'm saying is, people have games like that. Like the Warriors should have won that game. To be honest, like they just should have, except for they came up against a clutch LeBron James to, to shoot that clutch three while he was seeing three rims. Anyways, not a can we end this? Can we end this? Can we end this? Can we end this podcast? Can we end this podcast just on that? Can we? <sighs> what? <laughs> Listen. I can't help it that you just, you know, last week you were over here singing the praises of the most clutch uh, athlete ever, Steph Curry. And and I do agree. He is pretty clutch. He's great. And he's been killing this year. I'm I'm sad that they didn't make the playoffs because of your Grizzlies. But LeBron James did what LeBron James does. And it's hilarious because I know I've talked to you guys about this before. Chris Boussard the other day, he was on, uh, I want to say it was uh, Colin Cowherd show, uh, and he was saying that one of it'll go down in sports is probably the biggest false narrative ever is that LeBron James is not clutch because so many people believe that. But when you go back and check the numbers and just see how many big shots he's hit in the last minute, and and actually in the playoffs he's hit the most 
big game shots as far as obviously not necessarily finals. Correct. Shots, that's that's that's, that's what's clutch is finals. But playoffs in general is, I mean, you got to get there. You got to do stuff to get there. Uh, but as far as, I mean, because, you know, if if he hits a shot that's not in the finals, it's like, oh, it, it's not in the finals. If he hits a shot in the, the finals, it's like, okay, he hit, he got lucky. LeBron never has a chance to just be great or clutch because people have this bias against him that you don't want to accept it. Because if, you know, like Gary, I know you, me and you were going back and forth to, over the shot and you're like, oh, he just heaved it up there. He, he got lucky. But he, he, he took his, that was his shooting form. Like, it's not like he like tossed it underhanded and was like falling away. If you watch it, he took that shot with his shooting form. He shoots like that all the time. He was actually calling for the ball. So it's not like it just happened to be in his hands. So he knew. And yeah, he shot it. Yeah, it was the end of the clock. But you, you got to give him credit. That's a big shot to hit. <laughs> no. Again, <laughs> I, I have maintained since every time we talk about it, I only care about finals. I don't care about clutch other than finals because to me, that's the clutches of the clutch. And right. he's not been there. And that's the, to me, I've always said that. I've never, I don't count playoffs or uh, regular season as clutch. I only want to see finals clutch. That's okay. This is your boy, D'Angelo. We're back again with another episode of Time. No, but real, but real quick, I, I do want to say this as far as the Brooklyn Nets. So the Nets do have what I think, if they can stay healthy, the they have they should be the overall favorites win because it's just Kevin Durant, and James Harden are just two of the absolute best players in the, the league, and Kyrie. Uh, I think he if if they do have a weakness and if something happens, I think it'll come from him, but we'll see. But I have to ask you guys, in the legacy of LeBron James, if for some reason they do make it to the finals, because I don't even think they're guaranteed to make it to the finals if they can't stay healthy. If he makes it to the finals and they beat the Brooklyn Nets completely healthy, what does that do for his legacy? It 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 It's crazy. It, I'm going to tell you what it does for his legacy. It does the same thing for Michael Jordan's legacy uh, or the Lakers' legacy when they move past the Clippers or the Clippers moving past the Lakers and beating that super team had the celtics got beat in the finals when they had kevin uh garnett and 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 all those guys when they had they big three if they would have got beat in the finals then yeah he he deserved the goat status or up there with the greatest it's, it's him and michael jordan no questions asked kobe name is now third but it's not gonna happen but in the event that it does then yeah it's thanos versus all the avengers and he wins Boom. Well, I'll say this. So it's it's not it's not like AD has been hurt this year, but I don't want people to forget. Yes, LeBron has AD on his team, and AD is a great player. But it, he still got a lot. They still have a lot to overcome to beat the Brooklyn Nets. So I I personally think that you know because then he will beat that team, the the best regular season team. Which honestly, you know. Just because their their ability to move the ball and shoot in today's game, like that Warriors team was just crazy, um, you know. Because honestly, this you know obviously Clay and Steph are better off the ball. Like I think I think Clay had like forty points dribbling the ball like eight times one game or something. So they're like they worked well together. And you gotta think, would you have would you take James Harden over Clay? Well, you know, pretty much one hundred percent time. So let, let me make sure. Let me make sure I'm I, I, I spell it out though before I, I dive in. Go ahead. 
him him beating let's just say he beat Steph Curry and Klay Thompson without KD. Okay, he did that. All right, he came back. He he beat the three one series, right? right? Granted, everybody was hurt. Uh, Kwame Brown did. I mean, not nah, Kawhi Leonard did the same thing. What I'm saying is, is because of the the shooting oh, no, no, style. No, 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 that is not the same. Kawhi Leonard did not beat the same Warriors at all. Clay and KD were hurt. Back did to what play? I was saying. Did they play in the game? No, KD didn't. No, KD. I thought they were both missing for pretty much the whole series. Mm, I don't know about that one. Uh, yeah. So, so back to what back to what I was saying. Back to what I was saying. So if. It's a different style of basketball where the Warriors, they never attacked the rim, and if they did, it was very rare. It was shoot. If you look at the the, the genetic of this next team, you look at James Harden, he's a one-on-one guy. You look at uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, he's a one-on-one guy. The only complete player, just in my opinion, is KD. He can step back, he can create his own shot, he, off, he plays defense, he can take it to the rack if he want to, and he can absolutely shoot the basketball. When you look at the, the other guys, you're saying that KD, I mean not KD, but Kyrie is going to be the weakness. I don't think it's going to be Kyrie at all. It's going to be James Harden. He's going to come up, he's going to be pulling way too many shots, and he's going to not go play defense, and somebody's yeah. going to yell at him, and that's what's going to break the chemistry. James up. Harden plays no defense. I'd rather have Klay Thompson on my team than James Harden. Absolutely. Just for that reason alone. I, I mean, I got a scoring machine. He's going to take it. He's, he's, a, he's a Russell Westbrook without the aggression. That's what he is. Right. So what I was getting at is that Warriors team that they, that they lost to with KD, I think was a better like team and better unit as far as the pieces fit together better. But as far as individual talent, this Brooklyn team has to be viewed as you know more talented than that team was. Um, at least in my opinion. So if they, if they can't get it done, that's going to be um, a pretty pretty interesting. But one more thing on this topic before we cut it because we're pretty much at the end of our time. But did y'all see that um, Milwaukee Bucks-Miami Heat game where the Heat almost pulled off another win? You know, they're the ones who took the Bucks out last year. What happens to Giannis and his legacy if they, they don't do – if they – like – you got to think what they they're expected to at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? What what if what if the Miami Heat are able to bounce them out of the 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 playoffs again this year? Well, I think the biggest difference is Giannis has no shot. It's like he's not a shooter. He is a defender and he is a drive. He's not in a back back to the post because he's a big guy, but he just can't shoot. So like his biggest thing is he doesn't have very much talent around him that can shoot. Like so, I was I'll use LeBron as an example. LeBron could shoot a little bit. He was not. He's he's more polished as a three point shooter now than he was back then. But he could shoot. Giannis has not learned that part of the game yet. He he's improved a little bit, but it's not anywhere near on par. And honestly, I think the Heat have a better complete team. They Jimmy Butler still playing out of his mind. They have Bam when they're healthy. They have Hero. They have a good team, and they play really well together. So like, and that's the thing is like Giannis, if he doesn't do it himself, he doesn't have like they have Middleton and all that, but they're not able to carry the team like Giannis is. So if Giannis plays a bad game, I don't foresee them winning. Like it could happen, and that's the that's the unfortunate part. He just, I don't I don't think they have the talent around Giannis for what he what he's capable of doing. If he develops a shot, 
then I think that's when you can put him in the in the level with LeBron because LeBron actually could shoot a little bit. Giannis has not developed that yet. Okay, so I, I, I got this question for you, Tom. What big man do you know that won championships that was really good that didn't just had a regular just a surrounding cast? Like, I mean, I know you're probably going to say Wilt Chamberlain, but I'm talking about that didn't have any other guys around him. They were just role players, and they got him the ball, and he was the man. No, but Chris Middleton is an all-star. He's not just a role player. And they have Drew. You, you, you don't want to give an all-star when we mentioned Chris Bosh with the – he, you don't want to count that. So no, don't right, give me Chris Middleton was all star. No, 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 no. But Chris Middleton, actually, if you like, like deep dive on numbers, because funny that you bring this up because uh, one of the <clears throat> I play DraftKings every now and then, and one of the uh, analysts puts up numbers from the season side by side. One was Chris Middleton, which was the better numbers. The other was Jimmy Butler. So it's funny that they're playing each other, but Chris Middleton's numbers have been comparatively better than Jimmy Butler's. And you just mentioned how good Jimmy Butler is. And so what I'm saying is he does have talent. They picked up Drew Holiday, uh, who is also a very talented guard. So there is talent enough around it, especially when the Bucs play well in the regular season. I tell you what I think it is. I think that Giannis's game is easier to game plan around than somebody else's because he can't shoot right that's, that's the whole thing i'm saying that. like he he is a big man he can't shoot that's the thing but he can play guard but all he can do is drive so if you force him to shoot you take a, a facet out of his game and that's the whole argument i'm making like if you put Giannis on the heat i guarantee the heat's probably the fate they're going to be the guys going against the nets because that team is just more complete as a team than the bucks right. are right well, did you have okay. any? Uh, this you have this, any this is the last one. This is the last okay. one. Man, say what? I thought we were done in this cramp. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I because I was looking this up I, and I couldn't think of his name. But what do you guys think of Bradley Beal? Like Bradley Beal is a guy. He's getting that paid. Is he? He? Huh? Yeah, I know he's gonna get paid, but he was a Clay Thompson, right? Was he a Clay Thompson guy that kind of just was can't shoot like he's not he's not a Clay shooter, but he's a no no scorer. no. I'm talking about as far as his rise to where he is right now. Like Clay Thompson, he was drafted kind of high, wasn't really like a big deal, and then boom, Splash Brothers. You like damn, who is this Clay Thompson guy? That's how I feel. Like Bradley Beal came on the scene because oh, I was God. like, dude, you see what I'm saying? I'm like, who is this dude? Like, has he he hadn't been playing like this since he started? You know. He just got on, and even now, he's still his name is still not floating around with the MVP. The it's crazy because, and and I'm just comparing these two, and I'm gonna let if 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 a Bradley Beal has the season that he had this year in the NFL, then he's the MVP. But because there's other names, teams that are more successful, I guess, if you will. His name's not even up there. It wasn't even mentioned, bro. Again, that's how I, I hate the Heisman. I hate MVP because it doesn't go to the best player that played that year. It goes to the best player on the best team that year or the team that played well. Like, well. I don't even think Bradley Beal had the best season on his team. Russell Westbrook had a better season. Oh, I don't disagree and, with that. Well, I mean, well, the thing is, like, Bradley Beal without Russell Westbrook whenever those games happen, because this, this is another DFS link. But anytime that Westbrook wasn't playing, it was like automatic lock button to start Bradley Beal because his usage and the amount of ability to score points is just so crazy. But with somebody like Westbrook there, 
the usage that Westbrook has is so high because he does so much rebounding, assisting, and, you know, driving, scoring, that Bill is just not able to shine. So I think that's part of what kept Bradley Bill out of those conversations because somebody like Westbrook is just – like people know Westbrook for, you know, all of his <clears throat> past uh, accolades. So I think that's what's kept – uh, Bradley Bill from being able to rise to that level because he does have somebody like Westbrook that controls so much of the the narrative in the news as well as just controlling the ball on the court. And, you know, we'll see. I think they're a good duo, and I just don't think they're going to be able to do anything because as good as they are, uh, I don't think Westbrook can be the number one player on an NBA championship team. He won't ever be. Mm-hmm. Well... Are you done? Are you done? Uh, That's it. That's it. So who's the number? Who's the number? I just curious. All right, here we go. Who's the MVP? Who's your MVP of the season? Who do you think deserves? It? Who should get it? Uh, Tom, who's the MVP? How they, how they, on, on the how they've given the award in the past, I think it has to go to Jokic. I'm, I'm Jokic all the way. Okay. As far um, as who I think I'm was most Jokic valuable to their team. I think as far as who I think is most valuable to the team, and if they hadn't played, uh, I I think Steph is like most valuable to where if he didn't play, they wouldn't have even been close to the playoffs. They've been in the, the lottery top three again. But as far as the way they give the award out, I think it has to be Jokic. Okay. There I don't is. think they're the one seed without Jokic either. So. Right, but I think they still make the playoffs and are a good team without Jokic. Uh, you know, obviously Jamal Murray got hurt, but I think without Jokic, they're still good enough to make, the, make the playoffs. Thirty-four and sixteen on the season is pretty damn good. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that y'all joined us today. And before we leave, I have to ask you this: Who's playing in the finals? NBA finals. Give me your two teams, Gear. Nets and. You know what? I'm going to throw a curveball just because. Uh, I'm going to say because of the way they played last night. You know, screw it. Blazers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Nets Jazz. I'm going Nets Jazz. I hope the actually, I hope the Jazz because I'm, I'm a Donovan Mitchell guy. I like Donovan Mitchell, so I'm hoping him. I'm, but. I, only because Conley, he's there. I'm, I'm going Nets Jazz. He's an ultimate I'm, team player. That's who brought our team together in Memphis. Like, I'm going next. Jazz. I don't think we need to hear at times, so. Yeah, yeah, you know who I'm going with. But I do want to say this, Gary. If you remember, we do have a bet for the playoffs about who makes it in the West. I believe you had the, who Clippers? was it, the Clippers and the Nuggets? Was it I, think I, I think I had Jazz. Jazz, Clippers, know. and Jazz. All right, yeah. We can check the tapes, but yeah. and uh, I have the Lakers. And if it's neither one of those, then oh, we wow. wash. But when the Lakers make the finals, you owe me. I think it was a thousand dollars. I can't I remember exactly. Definitely know it wasn't that because you wouldn't have agreed to that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it well, might have been five dollars or something. Right. I think it was a hundred. <laughs> uh, but we do appreciate you guys tuning in, and please go check out oh, our oh, YouTube oh, just channel. Just to clarify, just to clarify on the YouTube. We know we said the last two weeks we were dropping a new episode of the Serve Story. We are actually going to post the full thing. The whole next season's all going to be posted in one full post in the next coming week. So just be a look for that. That's what we're planning on doing. We're going to try it out and see how y'all like it that way. Oh, wow, yes. dear. Okay. You ain't talked to us about that, but we see you no, making just, I'll make the move. You know, I got, so sugar's got to have some say. 
Uh, okay, all right. Good. You know, I'm I'm with it. What what he just said, y'all. What he just said. We posted it all together. Cause if it had been up to me, I'd have gave you three different damn parts and stretched <laughs> it out. But he want to put it together. We'll see what it look like. Well, I'm glad I'm glad Gary carrying some weight around here. He's been more like sweet and low than he's been like sugar here recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one. That one. Hey, it's still sweet though. That's right. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play, and they'll push the limits.
Hey, we out. <laughs>